Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Before we get going on today's podcast, a special thanks to Catapult Sports for bringing us out to AFCA to sit down and do podcasts in their booth. That was a great opportunity for us. We were able to connect with a lot of our listeners as well, so thank you for stopping by. You probably see Catapult Sports as something for the big programs, and they do have all but three of the Power 5 teams as clients, as well as 19 NFL teams, so that is true. But they've developed a product for high school and small college as well. And if you want to get an edge with what you're doing, you definitely want to check that out at one.catapultsports.com. Today's podcast is with Darren Cheverini. Coach Cheverini is an offensive analyst for UCLA and wide receivers coach. And after a stint in the NFL, being drafted by the Cleveland Browns in 1999, he began his coaching career at Mount San Antonio College, a junior college. From there, he went to UCLA as a special teams assistant, back to the junior college level at River City College. He was with Texas Tech in 2014 and 15, and then Colorado 2016 through 21. Now is an offensive analyst for UCLA and helps with wide receivers. In this episode, we talk about coaching progressions. We talk about teaching, learning from tough seasons, and more. The audio is from a live event, so a little bit different than you're used to hearing. But I think there's some great content here from Coach Cheverini and things you can learn as well. We're live from AFCA on this podcast, and uh, I'm honored to be able to have Darren Cheverini, receivers coach for UCLA here to talk to us. So, Coach, thanks for taking the time here. No problem. I appreciate you having me on, man. This is a cool setting. Well, uh, I know your journey in coaching really started as a player. Uh, I think a lot of our listeners probably remember you as a receiver in the NFL. Um, You're on the coaching side now, and, you know, looking at that progression for you um, and moving from player to the coach, uh, what are some of the biggest things, I think, that you've, you've learned that have helped you develop here along the way yeah that's a great question I think the biggest thing that I learned when I got done playing pro football was when you get into coaching you realize you don't know as much as you think you know Um, you know as a former player obviously you know I played pro football for the Browns the the Cowboys and the Falcons you know you feel like you have a pretty good sense of offensive football and schemes but when you get on the coaching side you really got to get into how you teach and how do you how how do you reach each individual player and how do you make them better and so for me like getting into Coaching, you know, I was fortunate because I got into coaching at a junior college level, and so I was teaching classes as well as coaching football, and so I had to develop a teaching progression, and so that really helped me in developing players and developing offensive systems because you have to have a system in place where guys can learn, and so I put together my teaching progression for my classes, and that transitioned into coaching, 
and it, it's been a great bridge and uh, been able to have a lot of success along the ways of having the progression, teaching the position of receiver play, but also I've been a coordinator too, so incorporating that same kind of philosophy into my offensive system. So it, it was been a good transition, but a lot of work. Definitely uh, something that I, I have a passion for. So in looking at that, in building and teaching progression, uh, I think it's so important right now. I know uh, it's really easy to learn scheme now. It used to be something that was difficult. You had to go out and talk, but schemes almost become a, a commodity. It's shared all over the place, right? But that still, the coaching side is important. So for you, what are the keys to having a good teaching progression, regardless of what position you coach? You know, like, so for me, I, I basically break my teaching progression down like this, you know. So for, for, for me, it's a assignment, alignment, it's technique, execution, and finish. That's, I've been following that progression since I first got into coaching. And uh, so when I'm installing like an offensive system, you know, the first thing we're gonna, we're gonna talk about the, the, the concept of the play. So we're gonna go from the assignment and then the base alignment for the receivers, the running backs, the tight ends, the quarterback's read progression, how he's looking at it. And then how do we execute that, those assignment alignment? And then what kind of technique you wanna use while you're doing this? And then go, go out there and run the play. So I think it's vital for any coach to kind of have that system in place if they're gonna be effective in coaching. Along those lines there, right? The teaching progression, right? You have the classroom portion, you gotta bring it out to the field, right? The field's a different dynamic in the classroom then than uh, uh, you know, being in the classroom, teaching those things on the board. So what, for you, the, the keys to making that successful is so that you are translating classroom to field. You know, I think the most important thing is for any, for any good coach is he, he has to know his personnel. He's really got to know, you know, okay, what, what do I want to run as a coach, but what can I run with these players? And so for me, you know, I got my start as a junior college football coach, and so I had to be able to find different ways to teach what I wanted to install, but then to get them to perform at a high level on Saturdays on the football field is that you have to do a great job of translating that stuff from the chalkboard to the practice field in your individual drills so they pick up the concepts and then transition that into your like seven on seven to 11 on 11 work. But to me, I think the most important thing is you have to know your personnel. You gotta know what kind of players, kind of athletes do I have and then build your system around them. That was the best thing I've learned as a coach. Absolutely, in, in looking at kind of closing this loop, right, the feedback is so important. I think it's two aspects of it. Obviously, it's evaluating the players. How well are they doing with what you're trying to teach them? But I, I also believe a good teacher is always going to evaluate and reflect on what yes. they're doing and their part in the equation, too. Um, for you, how do you how do you approach that side of it in the evaluation? You know, the funny thing about this profession, I've been in college coaching now for 16 years, and sometimes you feel like you do your best coaching when you don't have as good a football team. And I've been through that as a coach. Yeah. And, it, you know, when you're struggling offensively or struggling defensively or whatever, that you're, whatever system you're working in, if you're struggling, you have to do a lot of self-reflection, a lot of self-evaluation. And so I've done that over the years, it, on good years, but more importantly on bad years. You look at what you're doing, why you're doing it, how you're doing it, and then how can you how can you simplify that so the players can play at a higher level? Yeah. And I think so. Any coach that's in the profession, whether it's high school, college, junior college, division one, two, three, whatever it may be, look at what you're doing as a coach reflectively and see if your players are getting it. If they're not getting it, it's on the coach to fix it. Right. And right. so that's one thing I've been you know been very aware of year after year. I kind of look at myself and give myself some criticism. How how can I fix this? Make this so we can be more effective on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday, whatever right. it may be. The, what you brought up there about going through the, the, the tough years, uh, I've certainly experienced that. I know a lot of the coaches who come on the podcast and mention you know, the, the job that you have to do in those years. And I think 
those are never tough because you truthfully you're, you're not where you want to be you want to win we're all competitors yeah but I think it's um, being able to focus and embrace what am I learning and how am I developing now yeah. you're going to discover I mean you really have to coach your butt off in those years right oh man you gotta you gotta yeah. do it's easy when my guy yeah. is good I mean those yeah. good players they yeah. make you a better coach oh, at least yeah. how you look but but truthfully it's the difficult years so I guess your advice in, in how do you embrace that and not not get weighed down by the fact that the the winds aren't showing up like it was. Yeah, you know that, that the toughest thing for sure in this profession is because we're all judged by wins and losses. That's ultimately how a college football coach or a high level high school coach or in the NFL, we're gonna get judged by how many games we win. And the tough thing is sometimes you're like I said, doing your best work when you're not as good because you're trying to find ways to score points, trying to find ways to develop your position group. You know, so for me, I really try to find, you know, you know, my peace in knowing that I'm giving everything I got each and every day. I'm prepared every day as a coach. I know what my, my curriculum is going to be as far as when I go in the classroom with our players, what I want to get accomplished in the classroom and how that transitions to the practice field and what I'm seeing on game day. And sometimes it's small wins. It might not be a show up on the scoreboard, but there's small wins. That player's getting better. He's a freshman. I, I can tell you a great story. I went through, you know, a tough year at Colorado a couple years ago where we didn't have, we didn't win as many games as, you know, we wanted to, but we had a young group of players. You know, we were playing five true freshman receivers. We had a freshman quarterback. We had two freshman offensive linemen starting for us. We were probably one of the youngest offensive units in the Pac-12, and we had we took our growing pain. We took our lumps. But I saw growth. I saw growth in that group from where we started the season and where we finished the season. And even though that, you know, I moved on from Colorado after that season, I took a lot of satisfaction in knowing that those players got better. They got better from where we started the season and to where we were playing at the end of the year, winning some games, beating some good teams. And, you know, that's satisfying as a coach. Yeah, and, and you have to find that satisfaction yeah, as a coach. Sure. I mean, again, if your focus is totally on, you know, we, we only won a few games this year, uh, you can guarantee if you're not feeling good about that experience, your players aren't either. No, so it's not sure. good. Obviously, I don't recommend that anybody go out and no. get a bunch of losses. It's not good no. for your career. I don't either. But you can can really make a lot yes. out of that year and how you grow as a coach. Without question. And the experience for the players. They yes. can leave that experience with some things to, to move forward with. First, there's no question about it. But I know for you, coach development is important. You're yeah. taking an active role in that. I know you just did uh, a, a clinic here from, from AFCA. Um, in, in looking at coach development, what are the things you recommend to young guys right now to, to really develop in this profession? Because I think it's, it's yeah. changed quite a bit just, again, with the, uh, all the information out there and what everybody has available now. What, what do you think you know, is a great approach? My advice for any young coach that wants to get in the profession or is in the profession is that you have to be proactive in your learning. And you have to go out and you have to go to clinics. You have to go out and talk to people, have interactions with, with veteran coaches that have been in the profession, and learn. And that's one thing. My son is, you know, he's 23 years old, and he's in the profession. He's coaching. He was at Northern Colorado last year. And I tell him, so look, son, when I was your age, man, I was going to clinics. I was talking to people. And even now, I'm 45, and I've been coaching college football for 16 years. I still reach out to guys. Hey, talk to me about this. How can we do this better? How can we do this differently so our guys can be more effective? The most important thing for young coaches is that you have to be willing to learn. No matter how many years you played pro football, no matter if you were a Division I college athlete or not, you need to be willing to learn. I was someone that played professionally for seven years. I was a Division I college receiver. I was an all-conference receiver. You know, got drafted. And I still, after I got done playing, I was going to clinics about receivers trying to learn more. 
trying to find a different way to teach. And if you do that, you're, you're going to be fine. I mean, you're going to find your niche in this profession. Yeah, we, we do a lot in the virtual world right now. And, and as I said, like, you know, the, the, the information is available right here. Yeah. Uh, something that came up, you know, over the course of the season, talking with Bob Wiley on the podcast, Al Saunders, uh, Tom, Tom McDaniels, Josh's dad. Yeah. Uh, and looking back at, you know, how, how they grew up in the game, also how I did. Um, you were forced into the interaction because everything wasn't available yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. And, and the, the feeling they all had is that, that that is something that's missed a little bit, especially during the shutdown. Um, and there certainly is new technology out there for us to interact, but I think, you know, to remember, like, all those things, all those plays you see were designed for a certain set of people. They were called because of that certain set of people on the field. So uh, the, the, the problem solving behind it, I think making sure that you get to that part of the information is, is so important and is really what is going to make those plays successful. Not yeah. just knowing that, you know, here's what we do against this coverage or that coverage, whatever it might be, but the education you get from the people who are out there actually doing it yeah. is very important. Uh, no question. I think, like, you know, to kind of go on top of your point is you can give someone a playbook. It doesn't mean they're going to know how to run the playbook. So it's important for young coaches in the profession or even guys that are trying to expand their knowledge to have interactions, whether it's face-to-face -face or it's over Zoom where you can talk about concepts, talk about your teaching progression, talk about how you're implementing your plan. I think that's vital for a coach's success. And that's one thing even to this day, like I said, I've been, I've been a coordinator, I've not been a coordinator, I've been a position coach, I've done all those different things, but I'm still trying to get better. How can I improve my skill set as a coach so I can help our players be better on, and during the practice sessions and then ultimately on Saturdays? Yeah, in, in um, having been in those positions too, uh, I know uh, a lot of guys today you know, want to jump to that title, get that title, OC, whatever, head coach. Um, you know, when you, I've found this to be true, I want to get, you know, your thoughts on it. And, you know, when you have been in that position, especially after the first time, and then you go back to serving in a, a role of, of a position coach, let's say, uh, I think you learn a lot um, about your approach as a position coach. You become a better position coach. You do. Because you've understood the big picture a little bit. Um, yes. A lot of guys don't get that right away. In, what would be your advice, you know, having been able to do that, step back and be a position coach? Things that when you step back, you know, doing it this way might be a little bit better and helpful to, uh, you to know, the guys the, running. The, there's, no, there's nothing like experience, right? And so you can't teach someone how to be an offensive coordinator. You can't teach someone how to be a receiver coach or a position coach at a, in a different room. They have to go through it and they have to have their successes and their failures. That's how you learn. You actually learn a lot more from your failures than you do your successes. And so any coach that's you know out there listening that, that wants to get better is really look at what you're teaching, how you're teaching it, and really be critical of how your players are playing. Because ultimately as a coach, we're going to be, you know, as a head coach, you're going to be obviously judged on wins and losses. On, as an offensive coordinator, you're going to be judged on how many points you score. As a defensive coordinator, you're going to be judged on how many, how many points you don't give up. And then obviously as a position coach, how does your room play? How do they play on Friday, Saturday, or Sunday? That's how you're going to be judged. So you got to look critically at that as a coach and say, hey, what am I doing to help these guys be better? Or what can I do a better job of to make them be a better player? And so ultimately, that, that's what it comes down to. It comes down to kind of being, you, know, you gotta be your own, you gotta be your own worst critic in my opinion. Yeah. You gotta look at yourself reflectively and say, okay, what am I doing well? 
what am I doing poorly that I can do a better job of to communicate better with our players? Right. Well, Darren, I, I certainly appreciate you taking time out of AFCA here to yeah. sit down with us and share some of the, these ideas. Uh, certainly would love to have you back on the podcast yeah, again sure. when we have some more time. Uh, for our coaches out there, uh, your Twitter handle. I know you, you do some things there Definitely. that's useful. Any coaches that want to connect, man, I, I love talking ball. I love doing free clinics. All my clinics are free. I don't charge anything for them. So you can follow me on Twitter at CoachChev6. Uh, I'll connect with you. If you follow me today, I'll definitely connect with you right away, and we'll talk some football. Coach, again, thanks for taking the time, and appreciate you uh, being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Thank you again for listening to the Coach and Coordinator podcast. Be sure to follow all we're doing at CoachAndCoordinator.com, and follow me on Twitter at Coach K Grabowski.